Chapter Fourteen of the Sunbonnet Babies in Italy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Dolman. The Sunbonnet Babies in Italy by Eulalie Osgood Grover. Chapter Fourteen: The Gondolier's Home. Every day, Antonio, their gondolier, came to take the Sunbonnet Babies and their parents for a ride in his graceful boat antonio usually wore blue trousers and a white shirt open at the neck and fastened with a large red tie but some days he dressed all in white with a bright red sash around his waist then he looked very handsome indeed one morning antonio invited the sunbonnet babies to visit his home and see his little girls antonio had lived in america seven years and could speak english quite well my little girls want to see you very much he said i have told them all about your pretty blue eyes and your big sunbonnets will you come with me to-day so it happened that molly and may were soon gliding through narrow canals into a part of venice they had not seen before it was morning and they passed a milkman delivering his milk in a flat-bottomed boat that is a new kind of milk cart exclaimed molly in naples they have live milk carts and in holland they have dog carts and here in venice they have boats and see there is a man with a boatload of vegetables said may he has just sold a string of onions and a cauliflower to the woman standing in the doorway if she should step out of her door she would step right into the canal oh antonio is that the only door into her house oh no said antonio nearly every house in venice has a canal door on one side and a footpath door on the other side see the woman up there on her balcony said molly she is lowering a basket by a long rope what is she saying antonio she wants a cauliflower and a string of onions too but she thinks the man is asking too much for them she has put a lira into her basket and she is telling the man that he must not touch it unless he is willing to give her a good cauliflower and a long string of onions for it the other woman had to pay a lira and a half for them we will watch and see what happens the man talks as if he didn't like it said molly but see he is putting them into her basket and is taking out the lira now he has laid a red rosebud on top of the onions he is lifting his hat and smiling at her while she pulls up the basket i knew she would get them said antonio she is a good business woman as they glided along under the arch of the low bridge may asked how can your water streets always look so clean antonio don't people ever throw things into them oh yes answered antonio but our canals are washed out twice a day the tide brings two or three feet of water into each canal in venice and when it goes out it carries all the refuse away into the sea it is very easy to keep our city streets clean but antonio why did the people want to build a city way out here in the water why didn't they stay on the land asked molly well it was because thirteen hundred years ago the huns came down from the north and drove many of the italian people away from their homes and spoiled their towns the only safe place for them seemed to be out here on some small low islands so they came and began to make new homes for themselves they soon liked it here and built better homes and fine ships they sailed the ships far away and traded with many people they built their houses and beautiful palaces and churches on great wooden posts which they brought from other lands after a while their city became the richest and most beautiful city in all the world we are not so rich now 
but venice is just as beautiful and we are very proud of her of course you are said may it's like living in a wonderful great picture book i should like to live here always well this is where my little children live said antonio as he stopped his gondola in front of a low door just above the water's edge anita mia maria come quickly here are two little friends for you as he called two little girls about as tall as molly and may came bounding to the door they had large brown eyes and brown curly hair and their cheeks were as pink as roses molly and may thought the little italian girls were lovely but anita and maria never had dreamed of such beautiful blue eyes and such lovely golden hair as they found under the two pretty sunbonnets they took the sunbonnet babies each by the hand and led them into their house it was a large stone house and they lived on the first floor not much above the canal the little guests were taken through the large hall which was the parlor too out into a small courtyard beyond though this yard had a stone floor it looked like a real little garden there were long boxes of vines and blooming plants on the walls and two or three small trees and large pots lying on a pillow in a shady corner was a dear little baby boy anita and maria were so proud of their baby brother they wanted to show him to molly and may the very first thing his name is giorgio said maria he is only three months old see i can hold him in my arms where are his little feet asked molly why is he tied up so tightly oh we always do our babies up in long linen bands anita said it helps to keep their little legs straight and see giorgio's bands are fastened with red and green ribbons red and green are the italian national colors you know doesn't he like to play and kick with his feet our babies do in america said may oh no answered anita he isn't big enough yet to know he has any feet but see he can smile for you mother is going to give baby a bath in the canal now said maria he thinks it's lots of fun and so do we would you like to watch him have his bath oh we should love to exclaimed molly and may so they watched giorgio's mother unwind the yards and yards of linen bands which held his tiny legs so stiff and straight when the little cloths were all off the mother fastened a soft cord loosely around under the baby's arms then from the stone steps in the front of her door she lowered her baby very gently into the water of the canal up and down she dipped him up and down while he laughed and splashed like a real boy just see him kick cried may he does know that he has feet anita and he knows how to use them too isn't he having a good time and isn't he cunning said may at last the splashing and rubbing were over and giorgio's mother covered him with a warm shawl and carried him into her kitchen she laid him on a high table and wound the long linen bands around his little legs once more when giorgio is a bit stronger she said i shall loosen his bands so that he can kick and play then it will not be long before he will be wearing little pants now he must go back to his pillow in the courtyard while i get our dinner we want you little girls to have dinner with us thank you said molly and may we should like to very much this is a lovely kitchen do you keep all of your dishes on the walls oh no indeed maria answered laughing mother keeps only her best brass and pewter dishes on the wall some of them are very very old when anita and i are married mother will give them to us and we shall put them on our kitchen walls we think they are beautiful yes they are lovely said may but what an odd stove you have it looks like part of the wall it is built right into the wall said anita our dinner is cooking in the two black kettles hanging over the fire 
it will be ready very soon now there was boiled fish in one of the kettles and cornmeal mush or polenta in the other the poorer people of venice have polenta and boiled fish for dinner nearly every day perhaps once a week they have meat and a fresh vegetable and sometimes macaroni with grated cheese sprinkled over it molly and may liked the polenta and boiled fish very much it was nicely cooked and they were hungry when they had eaten all they wanted a basket of ripe red cherries was placed on the table and tony had brought the cherries home as a special treat for the sunbonnet babies and his own little girls and how they did enjoy them after dinner antonia took molly and may back to their father and mother in the hotel anita and maria went too for they liked to ride in their father's fine gondola and they wanted to be with their little friends for as long as possible i wish we had something nice to give them so they will never forget us may whispered molly as they stepped out of the gondola i know what we can do molly let's give them our sunbonnets mother has two more in her trunk and we are going home soon you know in another moment the two pretty sunbonnets were changed from the golden heads to the brown molly tied her pink bonnet over anita's brown curls and may tied her blue bonnet over maria's brown curls now there will always be two sunbonnet babies in italy they said laughing thank you for our happy happy day adio little italian sunbonnet babies adio end of chapter fourteen oh italy's land is a wonderful land and we're all of us glad that we came we've seen florence and naples and venice and rome and sights too many to name but the place we like best in all the wide world is our homeland across the blue sea and so we'll go back to the stars and the stripes to the flag that protects you and me end of the sunbonnet babies in italy by eulalie osgood grover